Yo, here we are again, y'all. Yo, 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 what's good? Hey. Episode seven hey, for the love of, you know, your favorite seven. campus uncles in the big. Yes, seven. Seven heaven. One of my man. favorite numbers. Yes, seven. There's a lot of symbolism behind Indeed. seven. Indeed. You know, but that's a topic for uh, another time, it right? It is, it is. You know, maybe, yeah, I'm never. We never run out of ideas. Yeah, it's for the love of, yes, right? for the love of, y'all. So the way this goes, again, allow us to introduce ourselves. It's your favorite campus uncle, it's Uncle Fred. That's in the building. We have Tamara, my sister in pain and struggle, and also in victory. All right, you know what I'm saying? liberated girl, right here, Project yes. Eastside. Eastside all day. Eastside. <laughs> you know, two educators on the record, y'all. And uh, this is for the love of podcast, and uh, we are the dynamic duel. And we are. Uh, we are coming to uplift your spirits. We're coming mm. here to educate your soul, right? And everything's all in love, right? And all in love to elevate, emancipate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, we are going to uh, try this again. We're going to do one topic. Yes. And we are going to dive deep into the topic. And, you know, we're going to do this for the power hour. So, we're going to say up to 45 minutes, right? That's exactly what we will. Okay. Up to 45 <laughs> minutes of nothing nonstop raw content that is going to be educated. You know, we're going to challenge a few things, you know. And we do have a topic that is going to require for you to put the blunt down. Yes. We need you to be all the way in. We need you to be present. Turn the TV off. Do not have the basketball game on because we want you all to be along for the ride. This This is a topic where you are... You know, you're driving on the highway and you need something to listen to. You need something to just calm your spirits for a little bit and just to be to just be invested mm. into something that's just going to fester into your spirit and to touch your soul. Because I'm going to tell you, this tackles this situation, this issue. Impacts us all. Impacts us all. Okay. Within the culture, it tackles all men and women in our future. Yes. Okay. Community. Yes. It tackles everything. And this is not just a college topic, y'all. This is something that is that goes not that doesn't just start within the college field, but it's outside the boundaries yes. of college and it deals with us as people. Right? Yes. So again, 45 minutes, y'all. That's the power hour that we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to digress. I'm going to lower myself. (laughs) And I'm going to allow my sister uh, that is uh, from pain and struggle and also in victory. I'm going to allow. I'm going to let. You know what? Bad choice of words because I'm not going to allow her to do anything. She runs this shit. You know what I'm saying? What they say, like, who going to stop me, boo? Who Who going to stop me? Who going to let me? Who going to stop me? Okay. All right. So with that being said, so that was being said, Tamara, what's on your mind, baby girl? So one of the things that I want to say, again, we really, really want you all to hear this dialogue and this conversation for a multitude of reasons. And I'm thanking my colleague, my brother, who's always down for any conversation that I want to have as a free black woman, as a free thinking black woman, as a free thinking black woman who can't be manipulated and or controlled to do things that are not positive or progressive toward our 
community and people that look like us, like us. So thank you for always being down for the cause, for real, for oh, real. Come on, man, I'm, I'm the backbone. <laughs> exactly. So we be we ride with Vaseline and sneakers, whatever it is. <laughs> we we always get it all the way. You gotta in. be from the hood to understand that one. Exactly. So for you younger people, y'all might not get it, but yes, growing sexy, they know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I love the fact that not only do we have an open and honest dialogue in this, but I love the fact that you're the married one. Yeah. I don't love the fact that I'm not married, but I love the fact that you're the married one. Why? Because it debunks the rumor that black men don't get married, that black men don't want to be in love, and namely, black men don't want to be in love with black women. So there was so much in those three points right there. So yep. the dialogue and the conversation mm-hmm. that we all want you to be a part of is about the impasse that society keeps telling us that exists between black men and black women. Mm. I know that you and I watch a lot of The Breakfast Club. We watch a lot of things that are happening within our culture and our community to stay abreast of those things. And you and I have the privilege of individually and then together with part of our team to watch an interview that talks about or begin talking about this very idea of the impasse and how it started and where it began. And this individual gave a whole nother perspective that maybe I hadn't thought about or thought about deeply enough to understand the brethren, the black men that I so love and that I I can't see myself not being with. Mm -hmm. So that brother is Dr. Umar Johnson. He was on The Breakfast Club and he provided us a backdrop to a conversation of where the actual impasse began between men and women of color. Right. So what we want to do is we want to bring you all along for the the full experience for the love of. We're going to play the clip. We're going to let it ride. And then we're going to come back to it. Ready? We ready. All right, here we go. Now, since we're on the topic of family, there's a rumor that has to be dispelled. I'm hearing black people going around saying that slavery destroyed the black family. Nothing could be further from the truth. Slavery didn't destroy the black family. Do you know that we were still getting married through slavery? Jumping a broom in secret, even under punishment of death? We were married during Reconstruction. We were married during civil rights. When do you begin to see the rise of the single parent black female household? 1970. After they killed Dr. King, the United States government said we must neutralize the black power base. And they determined that the black power base was the black family. It was independent black skilled men and women who financed Mr. Muhammad, financed SNCC and CORE, the Freedom Riders in the City Movement. So they said if we want to crush the black struggle, we got to crush the black family. So guess what they did in 1970? King dies in 68. In 1970, they came into the black communities and de-industrialized our city centers. In 1970, they started shutting down the factories. Remember, up until the 50s and 60s, you didn't need a college degree to get a decent job. Many of us got grandparents who worked in factories their whole life and lived better lives than we're living now with two or three degrees. They could work in their same neighborhood and everybody worked for the factory. Good retirement, pension, benefits, medical. They started shutting down the factories in 1970 and then they went into the high schools and did what? 
started deindustrializing the inner city high schools. Up until 1970, you could graduate from almost any school in New York certified as a plumber, certified as an electrician, certified as a carpenter, auto body, brick mason, a welder. They took all those programs out. These are the skills that pays the bills, gentlemen. As long as you have a skill, you can always feed your family. But if all you got is college degrees, you might end up in an unemployment line. Why? Because the, the skills that we learn in college are not necessarily marketable to other black people. I'm a psychologist. Ain't too many black people running around looking for psychologists to reveal all the skeletons in their closet. Yeah, you so, to talk to a white Exactly. Person. So they started sending us to college instead of teaching us how to work with our hands. That was the 70s. That was the economic castration of the black male. Now let's go to 1980. The CIA comes in. Cocaine Import Agency. They drop off crack. So now the unemployed black man who has always been a breadwinner envy, even in slavery, we were always the breadwinner up until 1970. Now the crack comes. You got a decision. I can sell this crack and try to put some food on the table or I can smoke it to deal with the fact that I'm no longer economically relevant to the black woman. And drama. let's be clear. The decade of the 70s was the decade of making the black man economically irrelevant to the black woman. We're the only man in America who is out-earned and out-educated by our mates. No other woman in America out-earns and out-educates their mates. And this is not the black woman's problem. I want to be clear. This was systematically done to make us irrelevant to our families. Then the 1990s come, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton crime bill. Three strikes and you out. Mandatory minimum wages, the Bill Clinton crime bill. Now all those unemployed black men who got caught smoking crack or selling crack, now being sent off to jail. And then they also give us the ADHD so that we could dope the kids up with, with the same medicine that sent the father to jail. Then the year 2000 come, George Bush hits us with the what? faith-based initiative. He finds a loophole in federal law that allows you to finance churches. So now the mega churches and the medium-sized churches in the black community, Charlemagne, are being financed by the government. You think it's a coincidence, Andy, that you don't see no major churches involved in the miseducation movement? No major churches involved in the mass incarceration movement? Black no major churches involved in police genocide? Yeah. No major churches involved in poverty? Where is the black church in 2017 when it comes to black people issues? They're missing in action because they're being paid by the government to stay out of the struggle. And that's why it's called faith-based initiative. Your pastor is the new FBI. Yeah. So... We're not even gonna talk about the last piece in terms of the church and the government. I want to go Woo! back, like, hold on. So Woo! we told y'all this one was going to be enough to blow your Woo! head back. So put that frontal on, that lace front. Guys, put the blunt down. <laughs> put the blunt down. You know, I know you cuddled up with your girl right now, son, you know what I'm saying? Get your, get your or, journal you, and your or pen your out. Or your significant other. Get Both of y'all need pen. to get up and get your minds active and learn something right now because we about to dive deep I, I deep okay so i mean come we on. might have to break this up into a couple different sessions because there's so many pieces so one of the things that hit me and so many like it was just body blow body blow knockout punch knockout punch. i'm like wait I'm, I'm trying to recover i'm trying to recover he said that the black man is the only mate that is out earned by his the only only individual who has a mate that out earns him the only ones when you're talking about the economic status so he said 
economically, black men have been castrated. Just mm-hmm. even thinking about the word castration and what that means and what that represents. Mm-hmm. So as an educated black man and understand the fact that although your parents were married and they divorced when you're 12, 13, right? Time frame. Yep. You still seeing value and finding your black queen and, and, and trying to figure out that difference. We've talked about your particular scenario with you and your wife, and we talked about the economic status of that. He said the other thing too, and not because I'm a woman, I'm a black woman. He said, I want to make it clear that it's not the black woman's problem, but my question to you, my brother, is then how do we help? That is such a loaded question. <laughs> about this because um, what you all didn't hear, there was another part of this piece and then, you know, Fred believes the same thing so he'll share it is he talked about who you marry is in direct relation to your morals and your values and where you line up in your pride. And I'm like, that's how, again, I feel. That's how women that look like me feel because we've had to go and get educated and for a multitude of reasons does not mean we don't want to be in the struggle with our black men. Mm -hmm. So is it that, do you believe that has been the main issue of the impasse between black men and black women and why now we see the new character of the educated black woman who's boss up the being the Mary Janes of the world, mm-hmm. right? Who, you know, tricks herself off with different men because she don't want to deal with the emotionality and the scarring mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, contort and fit into this idea of what a black man may want or may need because he's been socialized. So she figures, listen, I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna boss up. I'm gonna dry that Porsche. I'm gonna have that slip pad. I'm gonna move to New York City and all the other things that she's done because at the end of the day, you're missing. You're missing. Mm. You're missing. Okay. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Get the hat broke down to the side. Get ready. <laughs> How how can I answer this question? Because it's such a such a loaded question, and, and, I, and I thank you. I thank you for that, and thank you for the clip too, because uh, it, it definitely brings context to mm-hmm. uh, what we're trying to um, acknowledge. Um, so he made a he made a point also, and I want to add to it. Sure, is DJ MV and him had a. Uh, a conversation and he made mention that why would you marry someone out of your race that Mm -hmm. does not identify with your struggle your struggle you know which is why according to Dr. Umar Johnson right who I find highly critical but he makes some valid points he does you know that he discourages interracial dating and interracial marriage because you know not only does he feel that that is a symbolism of who you are but it's also a political yes. uh, agenda at, in terms of who you want to be or what direction you want to go into so if you marry or you're dating outside your race according to him that's just 
proving that um, you're not really trying to promote your race, but you're trying to promote a political agenda in terms of forward progression. And, it, trying, and, the, and the agenda of whiteness. And, an, agenda, an agenda specific. of whiteness. Yes. Or anti-blackness. Yes. Right? Now, the, the part about the economic castration of the black man. Yes. This goes back to James Baldwin. Come on now. And, and Nikki. And Nikki, and G- Nikki. And, and Nikki Giovanni. On. Because again, and I know we've referenced this conversation several times on our podcast. And y'all got not seen it. There's a reason you need to. James Baldwin makes a direct reference towards a black man who comes home every day and he is um, he is oppressed by the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And when he comes home, mm-hmm. he is so downtrodden because of the fact that he had to deal with this oppression all day, whether it was verbal or in action. He had to deal with this. So when he comes home and he comes home to this black woman, yes. he is a shell of a man. He is. He's all angry. He, he's angry. Tired. Tired, upset. He ha- And he still has needs. So for him, all he feels that he can contribute to the house is food and sex. Yep. That's all he can contribute. But on the contrary, the woman is telling him, Nikki Giovanni is telling him, I you got, you. I need you. You need to fake it till you make it. Right. I need I you. I still need you. my man. Yes. My man is still needed by our kids. And he don't need that bike. He and needs he, you. He don't need the bike. He needs you. So fast forward that to the present. That still happens today because we do live in society now. Well, yeah, sure. We still get we 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 have progressed a lot more. Right. We have as the black man have come a long way. Mm-hmm. Right. We have we now are in these positions where we are operating as CFOs, CPOs, we are. CIOs, CEOs. And, you know, we, we have Again. ownership, mm-hmm. you know, we're educated. We're getting there, right? Yeah. However, I still find a void in who we are because even though we have this status, right, us as black men, in my opinion, the ultimate compliment would be the black woman to be by your side. Why isn't that happening? I'm going to tell you my opinion. Okay. One... It goes back to that idea of the angry black woman. And the angry black woman comes with baggage. It comes with a super high sense of self-esteem. To some, it could be called arrogance. Mm -hmm. Materialistic, right? All these different types of stereotypes and stigmas that are put on black uh, women that you can call the angry black woman. So think about Cookie from uh, from Empire, right? Or you want to think about, uh, you know, again the stereotypical people, right? So we're talking about the um, the black Chinas and all of them and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. we're thinking about this certain type of woman who wants to boss up or who is bossed up but they come with a whole bunch of of shit you know that's with them and black men right be it in the past or even in the present don't want to deal with a lot of that shit 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. They like don't. This. They don't. But, but, and it's not. They don't. They don't want to deal with the identity of you being successful because we want to promote success because it looks good on us. So then, but why can't we both be successful? And we in, can't, our, in our own right. But here's the thing, and, and, and this is my opinion. Sure. We can be successful because I'm living proof. Indeed. I'm living proof. I'm, ve- I'm a very successful man who has a very successful woman who makes way more than me. And you're still the head of your household. And I'm, st- I'm still the head of my household, right? I'm yes. St- I'm still the man of the house. You know, there's still, you know, I I, I want to say that there's or- like a certain type of order or a hierarchy or a patriarchy. I won't say that because I look at it in terms of equality. But to other folks, not so much. There's been people that I know who would say to me, yo, your wife makes more than you. Absolutely. She's a doctor. So what? I'm an educator. I knew exactly what I was going to get myself into when I was dating her. I knew that eventually she would be a doctor and she would be making like six figures. I knew this. I knew this. I'm fine. I'm confident in that. I'm comfortable in the man that I am. And I'm confident and I praise the woman that I have. No problem. Well, you know, I mean, she the breadwinner. So what? So what? That doesn't make me less of a man. Now, to someone like, let's say, Dr. Umar Johnson, you know what I'm saying, who believes that instead of me being an educator, I should be someone that came from a skill set. He may mention in the clip that, bread you know, winner. the breadwinners were the folks that worked with their hands. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s, they took these traits away. They took these trades and these skill sets mm-hmm. away. And they carpentry, promoted and plumbing. they promoted. Right. The carpentry, the electricians, the plumbers, mechanics. the mechanics. Right. The vocational the indu- schools. The, voca- the industrialists. Yep. Right. The utilitarianism. Right. They took that aspect out of our hands and they promoted college. So and that and that was due to because at that particular time he seen the black man and black woman as what? The power base. The power base. A power couple. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the the so the best way to break that up or to divide that right is when you take away the strength right and you replenish it with weaknesses right now there becomes a sense of dependence. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is is if the black man doesn't feel that he can't depend on the black woman because he has to deal with all this shit that she comes with stereotypically right then of course he's gonna go to a white woman because the white woman ain't gonna ain't gonna bring that shit up the white woman really true because i mean i hear it but i know some i haven't dated a white woman so i don't know (laughs) well thank you for that right and not that you know i'm hating on any of my white sisters because i'm not but or even a lot even the latinas like the the Hispanic culture women are women i think for me, and why I'm so impassioned about this, and why you know I will continue this narrative because one, there's been a whole bunch of people telling our narrative, and it's not been us. One, and that's how we come up with these stereotypes, yep. these characterizations of mm-hmm. who black women are. There's some white women I know that are angry. They have whole a whole bunch of baggage, and 
that are even more materialistic. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out. But there's a but but here's the here's the crux of the matter. Okay, where's the crux? The crux I'm, I'm is listening. the crux is the fact that the black man can control them. They can. Do you really think that? I mean, I, have you seen that? There is. There it? is. I believe. I have seen. Which are all I have witnessed. <laughs> okay. Okay. That there is a sense of submission when it comes to interrelations with racial interracial dating. Okay? Right. So a black man and so a white woman. Let's a black man and a white woman. Right. So give me the scenario. Okay. You know, I'm, so I'm so I, I, so okay. So here so here we are. We're going to Walmart. Okay, we go to Walmart. There's a black couple, a black man and a black woman, right? And they're arguing. <laughs> and then right next to them, there's a black man and a white woman, right? They're not arguing. They're looking at, the black man's looking at us, and he's just like, damn, I ain't got that problem. I ain't got that problem. I ain't got to deal with that. My, my girl, she know how to handle, she know how to act. She knows how to act in accordance with me. Right. I, I am law. So at the end of the day, the black man is looking at the white woman as a trophy and is saying like, hey, this white woman right here. Listen, she don't give me no lip. What I say goes. And if she does give me lip, all I got to do is look at her and like, hey, psh. and she falls in line like that. She might not like it, but guess what? Food's on the table, bath, bath water is ran, pajamas is on the bed, what's going on? We doing Netflix and chill, give me what I want, boom, there's what it is. So some black men are shallow to the point where like they want a sense of dominance over their woman, but they're not gonna find that in a black woman because a black woman will be quick to snap on you like, hold on, wait a minute, no, who do you, who are you talking, this man, in my, in my personal experience with my wife, there's been times where I would be like, woman, who the hell you think you talking to? Girl, you better go somewhere with that shit. And she would be look at me like, yeah, I, I don't know who you talking to like that. But for me, for me, that's just someone trying to correct me because one, I'm not even supposed to be talking to my wife Thank in a way you. like that. Thank period. Because I'm, I'm waiting you know for, I'm waiting for I'm mine. Not, I'm not even supposed to be talking to my wife exactly. like that. And then, and then on top of that, if my wife has to correct me, right, and she corrects me in a manner where she's not getting physical, she's not high strung, she's not um, exaggerating or being extra. She just gives me a look like, "Who are you talking to?" Um, Okay, I'm. For me, that's a way for me to get my ass back in line. Okay. So, but but here's the deal, and so that's part of this. Why does it have to only be on the woman's end, in particular the black woman's end? It seems like everybody has all of these expectations of us. Yeah. We have to be docile. We have to be ready to have sex, pop it, drop it, and cook in the kitchen. Yep. The house has to be clean. Yep. We have to go off to work, yep. get that thing all the way together, yep. get them kids together, go pick up your cleaning. Yep. And nobody's paying attention to the fact that we're holding all this shit down by ourselves. And guess what? We're dying, literally and figuratively. Heart disease is number one in women of color, mm -hmm. black women, mm -hmm. because of these stereotypes. When you look at it, 
all the way down to the ground. It has been black women who've been the backbone of all struggles, and we still love y'all dirty, stinking draws. I think, I, you know, and again, when we talk about the economic castration and what he mentions, right? I think. So let's read I the think, definition of castration. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, let's and, it, and, and it's education. Okay, so castration, also known as whatever that word is, that's a scientific word, y'all, is any action, surgical, chemical, or otherwise by which an individual loses loses use of the of the testicles. Meaning, guess what, y'all? Your nuts is gone. There it is. Your nuts are gone. We so pretty educate. much. So pretty much, right? In the seventies and even in the times beforehand, the black man felt abuse and there was a sense of dependency coming from the black woman because the black man was a skilled man. Mm-hmm. Right, he can. He was good with his hands. Needed some, something. You needed sure. something done around the house. I got you. It. Right, a pipe bust. I'm fixing it. Right, I'm your man. You need somebody. You need food to cook. I'm bringing. I'm bringing the bacon home. Right. That time has shifted now. I can't tell. Listen, I can't fix a goddamn thing in my house. Okay. <laughs> I can't fix nothing in my house, but I get, but I, but I got one better though. My wife went to school, and she's a skilled craftsman, so she can fix anything in the house. And she you builds, it, and you all right with it? And I'm okay with it. Does it make me less of a man? No. no. I look at myself like, God damn, I think I need to, man, I need to do something. <laughs> Shit. Wait, you baby, you need a but glass you, of water. But you, but you know what though? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. This is how things have shifted and flipped. Because just as much as how I'm not, I may not be as skilled as her in terms of fixing things, right? Where we offset at, mm. offset is, is that in the midst of her fixing things, I'm cleaning the shit up because mm-hmm. I'm an excellent cleaner. Mm-hmm. I can clean, I can put, okay, so you're deboxing or unboxing all this stuff so you can pick it up. Guess what? I'm right behind you and I'm like, okay, here we go. Cause I know, Team, cause I know you say you, power base? Right, right, because I know for a fact, baby, you're not good in cleaning and you're not good in, okay, so I'm going to put this over here and I'm going to start taking out this garbage. That makes me feel of a man because guess what men are supposed to take out the garbage right okay so that's you know we're talking about gender roles and gender norms right okay cool that's what i'm gonna do so that's just a way in which in my household that's how it operates but so 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 what happened to that sense of let's do what works for us as opposed to again allowing society tell us there has to be a strict code and language and an outline and the way in which we love one another and the way in which we show up for one another because pa- because living in a patriarchal type yeah. of uh society, so- society sure. right yeah. which is uh, westernized <laughs> right mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of that has to come with the fact that the men has to feel dominant. So dominant in what way? Like, me, me, like physically dominant and in, in status dominant and in, in, in what? Again, what I say goes. No. What I say happens in my house is th- that's it. Even if it's wrong. Even if it's wrong. It could be wrong. I'm not saying that's me per se. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, saying, I'm just yeah, saying I'm that language. that's sure. right. What I say happens in my house, that is it. That's law. That that idea of living and lifestyle has shifted now. It's shifted. And I think most men have become intimidated, 
right? Because it's shifted, women are more verbal. Women have more strength now. Women are more empowered. Women have more control because control is a big thing, right? Well, there's different forms of control too. Right. Men, any, any men, more than money, men value power. And when men so how don't have a sense of power, they will do any. They will corrupt their souls. Mm, that's deep. To get it. So how are they defining power? What does power look like for these men who will corrupt their souls? Because I think I met a few of them. <laughs> well, give me some examples. Okay. And this is not me, but these are some of the things that I've seen and witnessed, right? So I'm blending some things. Mm-hmm. You have a man and a woman in a relationship having an enjoyable time, digging one another, all of that. They're getting to know one another, they're sharing their career aspiration they know, right? Going places and whatever. The conversation of vacation comes up. And international vacation, I mean, um, yeah, international vacation. And it's kind of, it got a nice price tag on it. He doesn't have all of the money to go. He only has a certain, but she does because she's a world traveler, got mad stamps on passports, internet, all that. She says, Bay, I got us. He doesn't go because. And ain't coming from his pocket. Come on now. And ain't coming from, he ain't the one that's financing it, so he feels less of a man. I mean, and then... No, that's what it is. He feels okay. less of a man. Again, so to speak to that, sure. right? Steve Harvey said it best. Women have a biological clock. Men have a, uh, uh, a sustained... Or no, they have a um, stability uh, a stability clock. They have a financial stability clock, okay? okay? When a man is in his 20s, he's not really thinking in terms of trying to become financially stable and secure. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in his 30s, right? He needs to get there. And if he's not there by his 40s, there is a deep sense of insecurity because the woman is there. The black woman is there. The black woman is thinking about longevity. They're thinking mm-hmm. about kids, family. They're thinking about insurance. They're thinking about, they, they're thinking about the long life game. insurance. They're thinking the about all game. this stuff. Black, the black man is not thinking about this, period. They're not. At least most of them are. Okay? I'm one included. When I Listen, when I met my wife, I was not thinking about longevity and long wealth. I was I was thinking about what we got now. Okay. My wife came and my wife enhanced me as a man, made me think outside the box. And it's sad to say outside the box because these are things you're supposed to think about. Right. You're some, if you're a man, you're thinking about security. You're thinking about stability. You're thinking about longevity. You're thinking about establishment. You're thinking about industry. You're thinking about just, just future legacy, right? But at my 20s, I wasn't thinking about none of that shit. All right, I got one better for you. So, I've been talking about you and Sierra because I dig your space. So, you know, I'm always transparent as we are. Sure, sure. There's a couple other 
male friends that I have that are married, how does education play into the psyche of a secure black man and him being able to intersect with a woman in any capacity? Um, I think that a man has to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In order for you to, to 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 involve yourself with any sort of woman at any kind of capacity, you, you have to be strong and you have to have a, a strong sense of self okay. and identity. Okay? When you don't, okay, um, that's when you hit a lot of conflict. You hit a lot of road bumps and things like that so um because what i so let me say this what i've noticed as i was looking back at my track record or lack thereof mm-hmm. it's one of my um friends would tell me that they're disgusted with my personal life oh. <laughs> i was like what's the deal with that but nonetheless i'm good because i'm all love and when you all love love comes back to you um I've noticed, and then this is just a recent experiment, social experiment, like I've done my own kind of thing. I've noticed that for my black brothers who are married and happily married, they have some form of education, period. Mm-hmm. And in particular, those men, but three of them that I work closely with, and you were one of them. All of their wives make more money than them, and they're still the head and of their household. And when you say education, you're talking about the, the, the world of education or just a form of education? I, I'm talking about, so great clarifying question. I'm saying formal education, meaning post-secondary. Got you. In any field. In any field. Got you. And okay. education, just that, that connection to the institution of higher learning and understanding that there are some systems at work that have created or played a part, an instrument in the impasse between black men and black women. Mm-hmm. These couples that I'm talking about, educated, post-secondary, some of them terminal degrees. Gotcha. Right? And I'm thinking, so I'm saying, oh my goodness, is that where that self sense of love comes in? And, and then you see yourself, you're able to see yourself as Frederick Gilbert Jr. You're able to see yourself as this brilliant black bold man and you want to be again married to a queen. So how do we, for those men who might be saying, listen, I, I would love to date, you know, a Lisa, a Barbara, a Jennifer, a Tanya, a Tamara, and I, I would love to be able to show up for her. How do we help? Can we help? We might be able to help. How do we begin changing the pendulum? Because we said we want to be about solution. Mm-hmm. So we can't sit up here and say, okay, well, we notice that there's an impasse, right? And then if you don't have a sense of self, then hell, you out of luck. And then you get to go on to go get Becky. I think that's a cop out. I think that's what's been happening. So 
where do we start? Do we say, listen, well, one, you need to see the video between Jace Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. That's the first thing. Is there a book that you can recommend as a black man that, you know, helps solidify who you are? Um, you know, are there some other things that we might be able to do? Because I know some men might not want to have me as a woman saying, well, you know what? It sounds like you have lack of self confidence and esteem and your issue ain't me like oh and I, I don't agree with everything that brother Umar said but how does it become the black woman's problem singularly I got an issue with it mm. just saying well well <laughs> wow <laughs> wow if y'all don't know Tamara's passion <laughs> Man, that, and that's and a lot. Let me say this for let me say this for our audience. This is not easy to have this dialogue, and the difficult thing about this is Fred is not in that space. And the other thing is he's not trying to speak for all black men. Like I'm not trying to speak for all black women. So we're not saying all black men are insecure. All black, only, the only secure black men are the ones that are educated. That's not what we're saying. I said, I took a look around my sphere of influence where I roam and I've noticed that the black men who are married to black women and are in successful relationships and happily and will tell you in two seconds of a shake of a rat's butt, there's some form of not only formal post-secondary education, but there's also a sense of self-love and worth. And they wouldn't want to be with anybody else than a black woman. Right. That's all I'm saying that I've noticed. Well, I think, you know, in terms of I think what eliminates a lot of the disconnect and the hardships that come with uh, uh, with these gender roles and gender norms sure. and stuff like that mm-hmm. is the fact that we erase that or we debunk that because, you know, our woman is making more money than us. And we're confident and we're okay with that. We're secure with that because at the end of the day, we understand that our woman had to work twice as hard, you know, and we understand that, you know, they had to they had to subject themselves to being bottom feeders and 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 crawling out of those ditches. And like then Earl, most times by like themselves, because like they were the only ones like at the earlier, freaking table. Like earlier today, like one one of my posts, and one of my posts, I was talking about how I'm getting out of the mindset of praising folks because they're intelligent. Mm. Instead, I would rather want to praise and 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 recognize those folks who crawl out of ditches because of their effort. Mm. I rather want resilience, persistence. I rather want to mm-hmm. praise the effort Indeed. in an individual. So Thank for me, that. I'm secure with my wife being as established as she is because I understand the effort and the mm. work that she had to put forth to get there. Back to Umar, that's the exact same point, great intersection. He said, why wouldn't I not want to be with someone who can identify with my struggle? Like I was saying when we were kind of, you know, talking about this, I want, again, my 
keen to know that I might need to wrap my hair or why I'm wearing a bonnet on my beautiful black mane and not figure out like if I'm, you know, you know, shacked up or hanging out with a white cat, he might not understand what it is. To, okay, we got some oil on the pillowcase because we got a little crazy. Be like, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I didn't just oil my scalp with, with some black Jamaican castor oil. I don't want to have to go that deep into explaining who I am and why I am and how one day my hair can be in the afro and curly and kinking the next day it can be straight because I got a blowout right. or I'm going to switch that thing up and I'm going to put a wee ponytail on yeah, and I yeah. make myself I, that's just too much work for me Yeah, that's just too much work for me and I think it undermines our experience every time we feel like we have to go in and now I got to educate somebody on who I am all over again and then like you talked about, debunk the rumor that I'm angry. I'm not angry. Do you know sometimes I might just miss you? Mm -hmm. I'm not angry. Do you know sometimes it might be lonely sitting at the table by myself yeah. when I'm around the table with a whole bunch of people that don't look like me and they're trying to figure out is that my real hair or not or ask me if they can touch it. Mm -hmm. I might not be angry. I might just be missing the fact that my daughter doesn't see her father because you feel like now that you got a new woman, possibly a white woman, you can't come by to see your kid. Right. Yeah. 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 And, the, and these are the harsh realities that we live in. And again, these are not generalized statements, y'all. This is but, really, yeah. But this, but this is a reality that we're living in. And it's crazy how times change, but yet the players don't. You know what I'm saying indeed, indeed. this is a this is a phenomenon that we've been dealing with, you know, for it, it, for generations now, for decades exactly. now. We've been we've been dealing with the same problem, and that is the 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 the, the cat again the castration the, uh, the, the castration of the black man it has been. and how the black man has fallen. Right. Yeah. To a certain degree when it comes to uh, building relationships with the black woman. But right. So, yes, Dr. Um, Umar Johnson, 1970s. Yes. Um, we know that. And we're going to write this up. Soon. We are black couples. There were more black couples married in the 70s. Absolutely. My thing is this. And maybe this is where I was talking about the whole education piece. Why are we putting so much stock, effort, and energy into a system that wasn't even created for us and we definitely weren't meant to win? So if we know this system is patriarchal, mm -hmm. we know the system was created by the WASP, white Anglo-Saxon, right? Men, heterosexual, and you're not them, why would you be looking toward their way as the way? I would be thinking they gotta be a hiccup in there somewhere. They're trying to catch me up. So since they saying this is what it should look like, I'm going the opposite way because you ain't nothing but a lie, cheat, listen, and a thief. Listen, the reason I, one simple solution to that is because we lost who we are. How do we get back? So <laughs> you gotta go back. Mm. 
you gotta go back. I mean, so if you, back, I mean, if you think, history, I mean, if you think, I mean, if you think, because I mean, because if you think about it, if you do your research back in Africa, right? Yeah. There wasn't just kings that were ruling uh, countries and and tribes. There were queens. They sure were. Queens they were sure the kings. Were. They sure. And were. they were running. And they, they were sovereign right. kingdoms. Absolutely. And, and they were running the stuff, and the men were fine with it. They were because okay they, with because it. they understood that that was the proper order of things. So we had already had this way of life and these ways of existence, and then we were pulled from that. And, and we are, but we also have to. And I don't want to be religious or nothing like that, but <laughs> we also have to pull into the fact that you know Christianity has. Oh come on! Can, you know, organized religion has forced its way into the into the relationships as well. It has. I don't want to go too deep Please into that. Don't, that. I really mm-hmm, don't, don't because I mean, I mean, I mean, I can only speak for me. I am a believer, but at the end of the day, this is not a conversation about religion or organized religion. It's just the fact that that has that also doctrine that has impacted. also impacted the way and how we view in the order of things okay specifically for the black man and for the black woman that has really imparted in how we govern and how we run relationships or how we operate within them right because again the black man wants to feel they want to feel like they are in control they want to feel as if like um, they are dependent on you know what I'm saying and when we don't have a sense of dependence coming from the black woman right we feel less of a man Right, because now that black woman has become the man. Well, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say the, the black woman has become the man. I would say the black woman has be has evolved. Like, has there been plenty? Okay, she, real she, quickly, she, real, yeah, quick, real quickly, yeah. real quick, because we we about to wrap it up. I said forty five minutes. We about two minutes over. I'm sorry. Okay, but. Has there ever been a time where a, where a man has said to you like, "Man, you just like one of the guys"? No. Nope. No. Okay, my wife. I say that all the time. Okay, all the time. I no, because I do get this. Yo, you educated, you pretty, and you like sports. Man, I've gotten that. Like, then I mean, I really because you, you know I really know sports. Like, yeah. I'm not just sitting up there trying to catch a cat. I I might know some more about basketball than right. they do. They're like, yo, you be the perfect date. I've gotten that, but never like you wanted a guy. No, no. Here's the thing, right? Sure. When I say that, I'm saying that coming from a place, right? And it's not just for my wife, but there's also been other young ladies that I've encountered, not on that type of level, but in terms of just uh, students and things like that, that come off as if like they. I have a more, let me choose my words wisely. They're not masculine, Mm -hmm. but they have a quality about them that is more, that gives off more of a fact like, yo, you mad cool, you mad chill, you're not really too feminine. And you're not too masculine. And you're not too ma- like you're like just you, you, like cool. You're right, you're like-, like you're just sure. cool. You know what I'm saying? So, like my point in saying that is, is that when that comes into a relationship, and I'm an, and I'm a, a, an example of that because I have a woman that was a tomboy for the longest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When that comes into a relationship, not only does the demeanor come into it, but like there's certain habits and ways in which you know uh, a woman will act if they were raised up as like a tomboy and like you know there's like this certain masculinity about them so like they're tough they have grit you know what i'm saying i'm not talking about like snappy grit like no i'm talking about like i'll beat that ass uh, like yo what's up you know what i'm saying and to some men to some men they'll look at that and they'll be like 
Nah, I ain't dealing with that. Nah, you you too, you too over the top. You just like one of the niggas. Like you, mm. you want it? Nah, I can't. I can't rock with that. Well, me, listen, my wife, tomboy at heart, <laughs> but she's a flower on the inside. And she's a flower on the inside, and I saw that, and I saw that in my wife. But that just to make long story short, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you can't judge a book by its cover. So, Indeed. what did we, what did we learn today, Tamara? What did we learn today? Because you look like you still got a lot of stuff. On I your do. Mind. You know what we learned today is that more open dialogues like this has to happen more conversations like the breakfast clubs need to happen more podcasts more open forms mm-hmm. and more honesty from men and what they want from us and what does that look like realistically and not some kind of offshoot you know bull crap so we end up in these jive ass public relationships with one another what i'm finding is men and sometimes some women we we say yes, but we really mean no because we're fearful being in a relationship. And you talked about that. Don't leave a man by himself for too long. He'll he'll roll up with somebody in a minute and don't listen, know two nuts about nothing. Listen. But just because <laughs> a man cannot be in his thoughts for too long, y'all. Right, because then he's and then he's overthinking things and I think that might be part of the challenge also. Maybe he needs to be by himself sometimes. She needs to be it's by himself sometimes. Right, because it's, it's, called, it's called clarity. Excuse me, clear your head. How are you going from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next? And guess what? You're carrying all that hurt, that pain, that trauma forward, and you never realize why you don't have a successful relationship or why you blaming this woman for that when but you then, never dealt but with But then it. on the flip side, sure. there's some folks that's been alone for too long that they don't know how. Come on now, and that might be me. Come on. I, I, you see how open I was to yeah. that? Because I've had my space. Jontae and I have been in our spot. What's this? What year is this? 2019. 19, going on 18 years. Mm-hmm. Right? I realized that, that I've been this, I've been single and been doing this by myself. I realized I might be the trip. Mm-hmm. I own that. Do you hear me? As as your but that's, sister, but that's and not, I'm open to that. But I'm willing. I just let me know. Like you know, I like you. You're you're great. I'm a great time. <laughs> Yo, I'm funny. <laughs> Yo, I can go to the basketball game. If you notice that I'm quiet, it's because I'm laughing right now. It's because I'm laughing. Yo, we can have a great time. Over. I can be silly. I can be goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a right, but sometimes I am intense. And it's not that because I don't want to, what I realize is that I have been more successful in my professional life than in my personal life. So I lean on that more because that's the only thing I know that worked for me. Right. But you know what? My advice is this. Sometimes, right? Like my wife and I are complete opposites. Yes, y'all are. Complete opposites of each other. Okay, my wife can be the spark plug. She ready to pop off at any <laughs> time. Any time. She the one ready and, to go. And, you know, it ready to go. Right. Me, I'm more the mild manner guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that has to bring her down. Like, baby, come here. Hold on. Come on, baby. Come on. Wait. No, Fred. No, no, no. Wait. Come, I hear come you. here. Come here. Maybe, you know, for for such a dynamic and enthusiastic person that you are, maybe you need that yin to the yang. And I'm open to 
I'm, maybe I'm, I'm just saying, but but that doesn't mean that if you're the yin, that yang has to be timid. No, because there's a lot of people with a lot of men who possess quiet strength. And I, and hey. Hey, guy, like, hey. Where, where it's like, you could be popping off, you could do X, Y, and Z, and all this other stuff, <laughs> and this guy just all, he instead of just getting rah-rah with you, he just give you a look. And you know what that look means. Right. And that look is enough. Or he can rub my booty, and then yeah, I'll be like, yeah, hey, yeah. boy, hey. That's, okay, all right. Okay. And for the love of, it is your favorite campus uncle. Uncle Fred is definitely in the building. Had a great conversation. Conversation was definitely dealing about the economic castration of the black man and uh, the empowering feminism of the black woman and how that inter how how that intersects in in, in, in the uh, the relationship and And how how we get it back. How do we get that back? And I guess how we get that back is all we got to rub on a little booty. That's come on, rub 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 on a little booty. That's all we got to do. (laughs) (laughs) To my sister. To my sister and pain and struggle and also in victory. What's good, oh y'all? my God! What where love, where, where uh, can they find us? Where, where, where? Liberated Man. chick. They can find us for the love of FTLO underscore on, on IG. IG on IG, please. We got posts every up. day. Post every day, y'all. And then let us know for real. We do want to hear you. We want to know what you thought about yeah. all the things that we talked about. Yeah. And then as a way to move it forward, as we talk about the importance of paying an excellent, we will drop the link to the conversation between James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. Yeah, we, we talk sure about will. solutions. We're going to drop that. And that's where we say we're talking about solution. That's where we start and then we're gonna Fred and I will come up with a list of works books that we've read articles that deal with the same subject matter to help in the dialogue now if there's a group of y'all that like to get together round table we're open to that as well absolutely who knows you might even be on the podcast Hmm. come on now Without further ado, y'all, we uh, bid you a a farewell. Okay, again, your favorite campus uncle. We signing off. uh, Tamara, the liberated one, the liberated project chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We definitely about to sign off, and we are out. Peace. Peace for the love of.